Welcome to the news with Wood and SRC, episode 2 of 2020. Each fortnight, our SRC team will bring you a new episode packed with news and updates from our Wood and school community. I'm Billy. And I'm Evie. And we are your hosts for episode 2. We are the class SRC reps from room 2. Let's start with the new headlines. You may have seen some work happening near the front office. This is the beginning of our new nature play and playground spaces. Over the last two years, our school colour run has raised money towards this project. In last year, our SRC worked on ideas for design. These ideas went to the planners and now the work begins. Over the rest of the year, new play spaces will be developed in several areas of the yard. We look forward to sharing updates about these as the work continues. Last week, our AGM was held due to COVID restrictions. This was held as a Zoom meeting. The AGM was, was a success and our new governing council has been set for the coming year. Fast facts and important dates. This year, the Premier's Reading Challenge are again offering an opportunity for any interested students to participate in the Premier's Reading Challenge STEM Challenge. The competition closes on Friday 21st of August. More information can be found on the school news blog. A reminder that our Student Free Day is happening this Friday, June the 5th. OSH bookings are available for this day. Our canteen have organised for the Showdown Donuts to be available on Wednesday 10th of June. These donuts are available only as pre-order through the Quicker app. Orders close on the 8th of June. At Woodend, we like to acknowledge hard work and great learning of the students in our school. This used to happen in school assemblies, but they're not happening at the moment. From this episode on, we will acknowledge these students right here on our podcast. This week, we would like to acknowledge Jordana from Room 30 for a seamless transition from homeschooling to -to face-to-face schooling in science. Alyssa from Room 22 for supporting her classmates with their learning and for being an excellent role model for others. Hannah from Room 7 for continually persevering with her learning. Sasha from Room 1 for constantly producing her her learning at a high level and working independently. She is a valuable class role model. Imogen in room 10 for regularly sharing her thinking. Her winging attitude towards learning can be inspiring for others. Kalia in room 9 for having an outstanding work ethic without distraction. She acts upon feedback given by her teachers. Congratulations to all of these students for their hard work in the classroom. In each episode, we bring you an interview with someone from our, from our school community. In this episode, Hunter and Charlie from Room 2 interview Mr Lemshed about his recent experiences with COVID-19. Hi Mr Lemshed, thanks for coming and answering some of our questions for you're us. You're welcome. The first question is, what did you want to be when you were a kid? I had a couple of jobs that I really wanted to do when I was a kid. The first one was a garbage man because back when I was a boy, I sound really old when I say that, the garbage man used to ride around on the back of a truck. They used to like stand on the back of the truck oh, wow. and that looked really cool. 
that would be cool. What was your reaction when you won the singing contest? <laughs> um, I didn't even know I was in a singing competition to begin with. Um, I had done a little bit of singing because last year I was having some real problems with my voice uh, and I went to visit a speech pathologist because my voice wasn't even lasting through the day as a teacher and the speech pathologist gave me some things to do to try and help strengthen my voice. One of those things that she asked me to do was to do some singing and to film that so she could watch how I was using my voice and my throat. I decided to share some of that just as a bit of a message to other teachers to look after their, their voices. And while I was home sick at the end of last term, one of my posts was tagged and um, that entered me into a competition that I didn't realise was a competition and didn't realise I was in. I didn't know till the next day when I got a message from well, Mrs Green first and then some friends saying that they had seen me on the Today Show. I'd only just woken up and I was pretty shocked and didn't know what was going on. Uh, and, and the Today Show was just advertising this thing that was a competition and that's how I knew it was a competition. And about a week later I got a message from Casey Donovan and she let me know that I'd won and I got to um, donate some prize money to charity which was uh, which was a really good thing. How do you feel you when you were talking to Casey Donovan? <laughs> oh, a little bit nervous I don't get to speak to like celebrities and famous people very often um, but she was she was really good she was kind and friendly and, and made me feel pretty comfortable. Did you see any famous places, and if you did, what were they? Uh, when I was away, you're talking yes, about? Yeah, so I was really lucky. I got to go away on a trip overseas, and I got to see um, Buckingham Palace. That was pretty cool, and they had the the guards with the big fuzzy hats on walking backwards and forwards. Um, I got to see Big Ben, even though it was all covered up because they were doing some construction. I, I guess I got to see lots of things that I hadn't seen before, so everything was pretty exciting. I really, really liked Scotland. It was just a beautiful place to see, and Loch Ness. Uh, have you heard, guys heard of the Loch Ness Monster? That, yes, that, I have. That tale. And uh, so you got to go to Loch Ness. It was beautiful. It was snowing, and it was raining, and it was freezing, but it was still you know, a beautiful place to see. A lot of famous places. Um, what did you miss while you were away from teaching? Certainly missed being with my class, and because I ended up uh, having to have some extra time off, missed being in the classroom. But you know, I was having a good time and some good experiences. And um, but I'm glad to be back now. Were there any foods on your trip that you wouldn't often see here? <laughs> uh, in Scotland, um, they have uh, something called haggis, which is I think like sheep's intestine, like the guts of the sheep, and they serve that up and you eat that. Um, in Germany, and I had some, uh, some like, bratwurst and uh, yeah, some German foods and some really found some really nice German lollies and things that I bought back um, for my family. Unfortunately, I really, really liked them, and now I can't get them anymore, so I have to wait till I can go back. Did you have any jobs before teaching and what were they? Okay, so I had a few jobs before teaching. I was a irrigation installer, so I used to put in sprinkler systems, the ones that go under the ground with the pop-up sprinklers. I kept doing that while I was studying to be a teacher. I also worked in childcare, so I worked in childcare centres. I also worked in OSH. Um, I have done telephone surveys as a job. 
Um, my first job when I was younger, when I was about 15, was working in uh, a supermarket, stacking shelves and serving people, so lots of different things. What have been your highlights of being a teacher? There are lots of highlights of being a teacher. I really like seeing students be successful when you see uh, big changes in their learning. Getting to meet lots of families and lots of kids and getting to know them and watching them grow up is also pretty cool. Was the school different when you started teaching compared to now? Yeah, it was a bit. So there's lots of new staff here now. Lots of staff that were here when I started um, have retired. The digital technologies program has really come a long way. The school had just started using iPads and now we're a long way down the track. Yeah, there's always lots of changes in schools. I think in schools we learn new things about how kids learn and we adjust our practice and our teachings so that, that students are getting the best learning that we can give them. Did you miss your family and friends when you had coronavirus? Yeah, so when I got back from my time away, I went into isolation like the government said that everyone needed to do. I felt fine, I didn't feel like there was any problem, then went into isolation in half of my house, so I wasn't near any of my family and didn't have any contact with my family, which in the end was a good thing, because the next morning I woke up just with a bit of tightness in my throat and a little bit of a, just a tiny little cough. I took myself down to the, the clinic at Flinders, a medical centre, and got the test done. Went back home into isolation again, made sure I didn't have any contact with anyone. Um, and then they rang me to say that I'd tested positive for COVID-19, which was a bit of a shock, but I guess I was around a lot of people. And when I was coming home, it was just when things were starting to get a bit, bit crazy in the world. Yeah, and then I was locked up, really. I had to isolate for three weeks without seeing anybody. I had visits from nurses. Um, and I talked to people on FaceTime and things like that. But yeah, it was it was a time where I, I missed being around people for sure. So it was day 21 that I finally tested negative and then had to have some more negative tests before I could come back to work so I could make sure it was all gone completely. Did you think you would get coronavirus when you travelled? No, not at all. Um, I When I left for my trip, coronavirus was still pretty new and it was really mostly in China. I checked all the travel warnings before I left and it said not to go to China and that was fine because I wasn't going there so I just went as normal and it didn't really get to where I was until I was, it was nearly time for me to leave uh, and that's when it really started to to get to be a big thing in the world then so yeah there's no, no avoiding it but I, I didn't think that I would get it when I left, but by the time I was coming home, I thought well, there's a good chance that I will be exposed to it, and we'll see what happens. That's all the questions. Thanks. Thank you for answering our questions. No problem. Thank you. From each episode of our podcast, we will finish with some sharing or a performance from students in the school. This week we have Sienna and Lillian from Room 2 who will talk about their no things about litter in our school and what they would like to do about it. In Room 2, Lillian and I had noticed the school was the schoolyard was looking a bit messy. We talked about creating a three-day experiment of how much rubbish we can pick up. We picked up 392 pieces of rubbish which was very disappointing. We collected three full bags of rubbish. We have a beautiful school and we think we can do a better job of looking after it. 
The, mo the spot we found the most rubbish was in the street and the middle playground. We would like everybody to think about where you put your rubbish. We have bins available everywhere and we would like to encourage everyone to use them. We would also be very grateful if you could pick up rubbish if you sing, see it laying around in the yard and just remember to wash your hands after. The message we are trying to send out is for everyone to put their rubbish in the bin and take better care of the, our school. Together we can change the amount of rubbish laying around in the yard and going into the environment. In two weeks we are doing another experiment which will see how much rubbish we can pick up in the same amount of time. Wouldn't it be fantastic if we could see an improvement? We will report back what we find out as soon as we can. See you soon to see the results. Let's see if there's more rubbish. Bye! This has been episode two of the news with Wooden SRC. Thank you for listening.